Hey guys, welcome to the number 178 ever episode of a Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn. Today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. Sorry for the lack of posting, but preparing for the NBA Finals, which tips off not too long from now between the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. I do have the Boston Celtics winning that series, but if you want to learn why, <clears throat> number 23 cool sports network but again we are back and i remember uh i think i did we did one of these last year when the wizards had some pre-draft workouts and just kind of broke down the players but to be completely honest guys they weren't that great maybe they had one good player in there but there wasn't much the wizards got a lot of good guys to go in this pre-draft workout today now I'm going to break down on why one of them should have actually stayed in college. The deadline was yesterday. Breaking news, Drew Timmy went, stayed in college, went back to college. So, I mean, people were saying he wasn't going to get drafted. He was going to get drafted. He's one of the best players in college basketball. He's probably going to be drafted in the second round. So, um, the fact that he went, it made me curious on why one of the players that the Wizards had in their pre-draft workout didn't go. Now, if you do want to hear who the Wizards did have in their pre-draft workout the first time, it's not going to be anybody special. Like, they were having some, like, random, like, just no one really good. Second one, which was today, <laughs> they just had a little bit of good players. Kevin Ulama, Marcus Bingham Jr., Quentin Jackson, Aaron Wheeler, and the big three. Kofi Cockburn, Colin Gillespie, and Johnny Davis. Yes, the Johnny Davis. And not only that for Johnny Davis, he was a private workout. They were no one in it. They, they didn't want anyone else there. Just focused on Johnny Davis. So I didn't know much about the other players besides that big three. And if you do some research on them, they're not really that good. <laughs> they're not really that good. Um, I mean, obviously they're great players, but I don't think they have the abilities to be broken down on this podcast. But today we're going to break down the big three. It's going to be a shorter episode. Um, and I just want to let you know, Johnny Davis, <clears throat> excuse me, is projected to be like a top 13 pick. Cockburn and Gillespie are projected to be second round picks. Like, I, I'm just putting that out there right now. It's like, all of these players are super talented, but only one of them would be worthy of talking about for the Wizards 10th overall pick. They do have a late second round pick for the Mavericks, which is the 54th overall pick that they could use to draft someone like Cockburn, Cockburn or, or Gillespie. Uh, Gillespie, excuse me. Goodness gracious. Now, I'm going to start off with Colin Gillespie, and I know a thing or two about him. When I say a thing or two, I mean a lot. Watching him play the Yukon Huskies was a nightmare. I never wanted to play him at all. He was terrible to go against. Never wanted to play him because he was so dominant. Every time, I'm like, when it was a close game, when the Huskies needed a foul, I'm like, don't foul Gillespie. Because that guy's a lethal shooter. He could make it from anywhere. Heck, he could probably shoot from the parking lot if they had a little opening and they'll find the exact opening in the like dome of the stadium and probably swish it. Obviously, I'm exaggerating now, but I like to have some fun. Colin Gillespie is an amazing player and mostly an amazing shooter. Right? He stayed five years in college because of that COVID rule. You get to stay to you get to stay a fifth year. So while age could be an impact here. He's a lethal shooter. He shot 42, he shot 41.5% from the three-point line last year on seven attempts a night. 
hello on seven attempts a night. Insane. Now, I think the crazy thing is that uh, he's just not projected to go that high in the draft. And understanding cutters from weaknesses, lack of defensive game. But what's different than that than, like, Johnny Davis? Right? When you look at that. So, and I understand. Some players just don't fit well in the NBA. And I couldn't understand. Gillespie is too ball dominant and isn't ready to be that guy yet on, on in the NBA spectrum. He's not that aggressive. He needs a lot of open looks. Like, I'm sure if you looked at the advanced numbers, the spacing that Gillespie gets, because Villanova's team was <clears throat> stacked. There's a reason why they nearly made the national championship. The spacing that Gillespie got, not going to get that in the NBA. So, there are some things that you're like, can that translate to the NBA? And and those are the questions, right? But he averaged 16 points a game. Truly, he's a scorer, right? And he's nothing else. And if he can't score for you, he really can't do anything with you. I was talking to my friend Luca today, and he uh, was someone that's really high on Colin Gillespie. And he's a UConn fan. And uh, we, we both talked about how it's awful to go against Gillespie we're talking today. And he said, I'm trying to find a good comparison for Colin Gillespie. And I thought of a really good comparison, Jeremy Lin. And why, you're like, why am I comparing him to Jeremy Lin? Jeremy Lin, totally different play style, goes like really ball dominant in the right side, um, facilitator, point guard. Like nothing similar, you feel like. But I mean, the stretch that Jeremy Lin went on. It was like a, a couple week stretch where Lin was like the most dominant player in basketball. Boy, the garden went nuts. That's a conversation. But Gillespie is that kind of player where he could go on a stretch in the NBA out of nowhere that no one's going to expect. So with the 54th pick for the Wizards, if Colin Gillespie is available, sign me up. Another player that I'd be perfectly fine with the Wizards drafting with that 54th pick if he's available is Kofi Cockburn. And it's not because his first name, if you take away the C and the K, is like mine. That's that's not why. Okay? He's just an incredible player. If you look at his numbers, I'm just going to state his numbers. 21 points, 11 rebounds, and one block per game last year at college. And I may add... He continues to get better at scoring, right? In his first year, he in his fir- first two years, he played the most games he's played in his college career, and his points have continued to go on up, even though this year he played three last games. His points still went up by about 40 points. He continues to develop his scoring. He had a college high in rebounds, and while his blocks go down, we all know he's a capable rim protector, and he's really good down low. Right, you get him the ball, he'll box you out, and then he'll get, uh, you know, he'll, he'll make an easy layup. That was why he was one of the reasons why Illinois was the number one seed for a while. I say for a while, that one season, right? They they really dominated. They were really a dominant team that year. Imagine when you look at Io Desumnu's skill set with defense and passing abilities. Imagine that with a big that can just box out anybody and slam a poster on you. That was why they were a one seed, ladies and gentlemen. That is why Illinois was a number one seed. And Cockburn, and I'm actually shocked he didn't stay for his fourth year in college because, in my opinion, that would have been great for him. I think he could have had another year of just him to try to lead Illinois. And I think he could have built his stock up, right? Because... There are still some weaknesses about him, right? And, and the thing is, he can't shoot at three. And it's like, 
if you're a big in this league and not shoot a three, is it going to be a weakness? Right. But it's not centers that don't shoot threes to have a weakness. It's centers that don't have offensive ability and have a lot of defensive ability. But Cockburn has both. Like, I think a good comparison for Kofi Cockburn is Joel Embiid. Now, I'm not saying he's going to get to that Joel Embiid level. But all I'm saying is that the skill set, the ability to run down and get a block, the way to box out, take away the three-point shooting, his abilities in the paint remind me of Joel Embiid. And I think he should have stayed in college and gave it one more shot. But another one. If he's available at the 54th pick, sign me up. If it's a Gillespie and Cockburn at the 54th pick, I would be very happy as a Wizards fan. But who cares about the 54th pick? You have the number 10 pick. And you can draft a guy like Johnny Davis. And I am the Wizards drafting him in my NBA Mock Draft 2.0. And I'm just going to say this right now. I don't have the Wizards drafting him again in my, in my NBA Mock Draft that will come out the day before the draft or the day of the draft. I don't have him there. I don't know who they're going to take, but I don't have Davis. And it's funny because I compare Davis to Bradley Beal. And I still have a lot of weaknesses about him. And I'm going to break those down in a second. But I just don't think the Wizards need someone like Davis. Because everyone keeps saying he's NBA ready, which I'm not so sure about. Right? He over He tripled his three-point attempts even more then tripled his three-point attempts, and his percentage dropped drastically. Like, I mean drastically, about 8%. It dropped about 8%, about 75 to 8%. That's a problem. That's a big problem. And if he's not capable, because what the Wizards would need is, like, if they were to get someone like Gillespie, he would be a spark plug off the bench. They'd have to get rid of KCP to get a point guard, most likely, unless they're going to get rid of Kuzma, which they won't do. KCP's most likely gone. Let's say they have a lineup like this. Malcolm Brogdon or Mike Conley, who apparently the Wizards have been interested in. Um, let's just go Bradley Beal, Corey Kispert, Kyle Kuzma, Porzingis, with Hachimura, Avdia, Gafford, and a backup point guard, let's just say De- Jeff Teague, Rajon Rondo, I don't know, off the bench. Nine-man rotation. That would be where Davis fits in. And Davis would come in and be the scorer. And that's why I compare him to Bradley Beals, because he's another one of those players that is really one-dimensional. And he's very good at one thing, but not really good at anything else. Can't really pass the ball, which is a big weakness. He can get a lot of rebounds, which is actually a really important skill. But he could all he could really do is score the ball. Like, that's his main skill. And I'm not 100% sure, considering the amount of attempts that he built went up this year. Of course, if you're going to build, if you're going to bring up your attempts, of course, you're going to score more points. I think his efficiency numbers, the fact that his efficiency numbers are so low makes me scared. But I think his overall scoring talent is good. And when I say talent, I think that takes one or two years to develop into the player that people think he's going to be right now in the NBA. So, I'm... I think Johnny Davis could be a good player in the NBA right now, but I do think he has a lot of weaknesses. He also does have a lot of promises, though, because that scoring ability is something that not a lot of players in the draft have. And if the Wizards drafted him, depends on who's on the board. I'm, I don't think I'd be totally mad at it. But the fact that they're having a private draft meeting with them could say something. Now, the, the Ravens also had a private draft meeting with Kayvon Thibodeau, and they didn't get Kayvon Thibodeau. So not all this stuff means anything. I'm pretty sure the Wizards didn't draft anyone from their pre-draft workouts last year. But this big three, considering two of them could be drafted in the second round, who I think have amazing potential. 
the fact that the Wizards are meeting with these guys shows me they're looking for scoring talent and big man talent off the bench. Does that mean Porzingis is moving to the power forward? Gafford is moving to the center? And does that mean one of Hachimura or Kuzma is leaving? Question mark. Who knows? But what these pre-draft workouts show, the fact that they got these three players through their pre-draft workout, they're interested in these guys. And I would love to see these guys. Seeing Colin Gillespie in a wizard shirt today made me smile. But it would make me smile even more to see him in a wizard jersey. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, view, and I will see you next time. Peace.